Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Like last year, I, I started my dry January around January 27th and just went to the end of the month and was like, I did part of it. <laughs> I'm just like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, be a good human. Be good to yourself. Don't fuck it up. Like... <laughs> You're worth it. <laughs> You're worth it. Our guest today is Maggie May joining us. Welcome, hey. welcome. Welcome to the show. Let's talk about some uh, some service and weird food headlines, shall we? Mm-hmm. Guys, we've got some rat news. <laughs> We're going to do some rat chat. Insert rat oh. sound here. 2020. This is amazing. No. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Whataburgers are Texas too, right? Okay. Yeah, very Texas. Oh. Here we go. Here's a video uh, shows a, a rodent leaping into the deep fryer at Whataburger. Poor little dude. Oh, it's a mouse. It's a mouse. I know. But... <laughs> no. No. The little mouse running across the counter. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. I know. She's trying to get rid of it. She doesn't work here. Bro. She doesn't even work here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, that poor scared mouse. The po- I know. Why? Why is it when it's a mouse, I have so much more empathy than it's when it's a rat? Yeah. It's like, then that was like a little extra cute. It's the tails. The rat tails. Are yeah. What do it for the you. rat. The long rat the tails. Naked. The just, nakedness ugh. of them. Yeah, because yeah, like, like, so let's be fair. That was a mouse that just jumped into a deep fryer oh. at Whataburger, <laughs> um, which is maybe no. the best uh, rat chat we've had. It was a cute, in, it was a cute little mouse. I, you know, and it really did have an escape plan. It just doesn't know about boiling oil and how it turned itself into an appetizer. Uh, fuck. Oh, my God. That they poor little that, thing. They drained that, t- that grease, right? They, they drained have, that grease, They right? have to. I mean, you have to. They have to because now it's like viral, so of course. It's like, viral. I think grease cooks most things off, you know? No, but, you got to drain that <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> you got to drain it and wash it. before? Uh, like walking out back of a restaurant? I'm like, oh, I know. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I have been in a Whataburger in Austin at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, there were cockroaches in that one uh, in Austin for sure. Absolutely destroyed a huge hamburger still didn't care. Um, and so Whataburger, so here's, there's a lot of things to unpack there. 
Texas gets, especially in Austin, so many colleges, right? Just so many horrible tourists. It is so rowdy. You come about 1.30 a.m. and it's feeding time for everybody. Because it's the only fast food establishment that stays open 24 hours a day and not drive through open. You can go into the restaurant, sit down at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. and have them. You can be, you know... After the bars let out, people will go in and just sit, you know, eat yeah. their water burger or get into a fight or whatever they want. You know, like <laughs> it's open. Whatever the night takes them. It's always open. It's always open. And so like what you see in that video there is like there were just like students and civilians behind the counter fully trying to get rid of a mouse operate like that was they, not I think employee. they worked there come I to think of it i think there. they did work there i was think? just like yeah, I, don't I don't think, think that but then she turned around i think anybody. that was yeah. a waterburger t-shirt that she okay was, yeah okay great i'm just trying because i'm like listen these restaurants do get kind of wild sometimes and you never know right sometimes the you know people will get behind the counter and start cooking for themselves <laughs> we've seen it wouldn't be the first time would not be the first time. Um, but yeah, was, was so sorry. That was a brave little mouse. It was just doing its thing. It was probably trying to steal some little bits of hamburger bun to take back to its hungry family. <laughs> and instead, uh, it goes, I think that goes into Rat Chat Hall of Fame. Maggie, I'm sorry. I destroyed your day. Ugh, just, <laughs> yeah. She's not right. I'm sorry. That's my bad. The, the thing that bothers me is like, this happens more than you see oh yeah you know all the time and like think about whataburger is being open all the time like having your dining room open all the time they don't like cl- like water you know jack-in-the-box will close and then you can clean the dining room yes that is and, such a crazy good point you're like when does the appropriate they only do it section it probably by section. Close up section by section yeah yeah and then by the time that section's open, people are back in. It's dirty again. I mean, and the same just- thing is like Waffle House is going to be. I mean, any place that's open 24 hours a day, it's going to be the same thing where you're going to have like, you know, IHOPs, Denny's, all those things, you know. But I do think it has to be like close off a section, get down to it. But you're right. The fact it's never closed, there's a hindrance when it comes to a deep clean. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You can't do it. You have to shut down operations for like a week if you were going to yeah. deep clean a place like that. <laughs> but then instead, you know what's happening, which I personally, I think is, it's like just shut down and do the deep clean and let that terrible smell of ineffective bleach and solvent mixed with your grease like waft out of the restaurant. Because when you smell things being bleached in a food atmosphere even though you're like yay they're cleaning it is the gnarliest smell it really is it's very unappetizing close down your restaurants for a few hours everybody you just need some stillness a a reset if you will (laughs) that's when they put their crystals out into the moonlight to recharge you gotta do a reset otherwise you know you don't want a haunted whataburger there probably exists though it's haunted by mice spirits for sure Buddy. See, this is the kind of th- this is why I don't like eating out a lot. I know because you just never, you know, I'm not a big eat out person because I'm a germ phobe, and it's oh, like, yeah, I don't know if they've wiped this table down. I don't know if somebody's washed their hands, and just like knowing some of the stuff I've known, seeing some of the stuff I've seen, it's like it's a gamble. Why would I go pay money 
when I can stay home and will obsessively compulsively wash my hands and yeah. make this for myself. Totally. <laughs> and just wonder about who touched my food before I bought it at the store. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you guys want to listen to Maggie's podcast, it's called who touched this. Um, and she does a deep dive into who touched what. Who touched before. It, yeah. Deep dive, deep, deep dive, deep oh, clean, deep dive, deep clean. We have a segment called, uh, should I be washing this fruit with soap? <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is always yes. It is a Texas thing that if you get a can of Coke, and Coke is like any soda, mm-hmm. so you get a can of like soda or pop, an orange Coke, Coke. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what kind of Coke, Coke you want? Yeah. Sprite. Yeah, that's just <laughs> you will wash the top of it. Like yeah. that's like that's a thing because like growing up there was a there was always a thing of like oh well rats got into the uh, the uh, warehouse and they would pee and whatever so you have to like and i anyone i know from texas will wash the top of a can of coke before they open and drink it a hundred percent of the time gotta do it people if you haven't been doing it get up on it uh nasty props to um oh shoot i'll look up at oh moons over my hammy posted on uh her story and we shared it took our advice from uh, one of the early episodes about gross germy uncleanly things that happen in restaurants which we also did a little uh, nod to our hotel room situation too and she 100% brought a plastic baggie and put it right over that remote control <laughs> which is how we teach you people to do it and first thing you do is you pull back that bedspread yes, never sit on that bedspread folks <laughs> not that comforter they never wash that ever shit. ever mm-hmm. ever if there are throw pillows they get thrown Throwing on the floor down. yep Thank you, Maggie. I just dive right onto that <laughs> shit. I'm like, luxury. Like, I know. where am I? Whoa, does a queen live here when I'm not staying here? I know. It's tempting. It's very tempting. I know. It was like a year ago when you're like, I'm immediately pants off and rubbing it on. And, like, and that's why you have to pull back the cover. My immunities are so strong. You, you are. They, they very are. She's like, I cured chlamydia by just rubbing on a hotel comforter. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, yeah. All right. Right. Well, guys, we've got. I'm some- in magazines. <laughs> I'm in scientific research magazines. She's typhoid Andrea. <laughs> um, Clamid Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you guys, thank you as always for accessing our brand new email address, sideworkpod at gmail.com, because we just received some server submitted stories. <laughs> Here we go. First story. I used to work for Ted's Montana Grill in Atlanta. It billed itself as a casual fine dining, and that was that. It was pretty great. <laughs> Can we? And- I I swear to God, the terms people come up with, casual fine dining. Yeah. Well, Ted, this is Ted Turner's place, right? It billed itself as casual fine dining, and that was, uh, and that it was. It was a pretty great made-to-order beef and especially bison restaurant. Not super expensive, but well over chain restaurant prices at like $20 to $40 a plate. For a very short time in my three years there, we had a salmon in... How am I saying? Papillote. Okay. We had a salmon in papillote. If you worked in fine dining, you can see where this is going. I had to explain to every single customer who ordered it that it would be served in parchment paper and I would cut it open for them. (laughs) One time I had a large round top. 
of eight, uh, of what seemed to be like a business party. One of them was an awful lady who was condescending and argued with me when she ordered a dry red wine and didn't want something gross and cabby. (laughs) (laughs) Gross and cabby. Uh, Yeah. I could tell she didn't know what she wanted, so I sampled a Merlot and she ended up getting a Moscato after five samples. Okay. Uh, So if anybody's known, Moscato is like the sweetest, grossest sparkling or dessert wine. Yeah. She didn't want something gross. I was like, she wants a Moscato. Definitely wants something gross. She wants a Sprite. (laughs) She ordered the salmon in Papiote. Uh-oh. I started her... I started giving her the whole spiel and she cut me off midway saying she knew what she wanted and could order for herself. Sure, lady. Okay. Don't know what you're trying to project, but I'll just go with it and, you know, wait for my tip. Um, Also, most of her party were cool, unassuming businessmen. The food runner took the meal to the table and I asked them several times if everything was to their liking and was all good. At the end of the meal... (laughs) This woman complained because the side of Papio was tasteless. This bitch ate all the parchment paper. She ate all of it. <laughs> and it was she was like, ooh, this Papio doesn't taste like did they, anything. Did they forget to season it? Oh my God. I love this so much. I asked the food runner if he offered to open it for her and he I I'm sorry. I asked the food runner if he offered to open it for her, and he said she literally pushed him away from the table in order to not interrupt her conversation. Wow. 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 I will never get over this sense of satisfaction I had telling the lady she had just ate a large piece of paper in front of her colleagues. Yes! Love the podcast. Been listening from the beginning. Godspeed and good tips, Kate. Oh, my God. What a story. What a great story. When you behave like that, you deserve to eat paper. Yeah, that is like strict, straight karma. Straight karma. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. And there's no one to blame. It doesn't even make any sense to me. Like, it's obviously, like, it's crunchy. I mean, I can see because when when, when the parchment gets cooked, it, like, it browns up. Yes. So it kind of looks like maybe, like, un-egg-washed bread in a sense, but... How very strange, especially if everybody be like, ah, ah, and she'd be like, nope, go away. Push physically pushing you away from the table. I know what I'm doing. So she knife and fork. Yeah. <laughs> cut through yeah, this and paper. was just like this also. I'm and nobody eat. said anything at the table, which I find very fascinating. Seven other adults at this table and no one was like, you're eating paper. I mean, it's either they were possibly trying like i'm trying to think of the power dynamic if she was gonna buy something from them possibly that they weren't gonna tell the bitch she was eating paper because they didn't want to embarrass her and then like ruin the deal maybe I mean, there maybe, was that power yeah. dynamic and going maybe on. karen which i'm assuming is her she's name she's a karen yep. um is maybe she's eaten paper before and they have a tally going and they're like we're gonna go out to eat again and if karen eats paper you're buying lunch you're buying- <laughs> <laughs> this got a bitch that's like eating a tamale husk yeah yes, you know? know. yes because that's the only thing that i can but like at least with a tamale husk you can't even really tear it apart with your teeth you know i can see her still it. powering through being yeah. like well i was thinking when we merged <laughs> and then just like <laughs> this was very tasteless and dry you just ate something that you can weave clothing out of. Wow. Corn husk. My God. Um, that one is so ma- amazing. Thank you, Kate. I am so glad you got to tell that lady she ate paper in front of her power meeting. 
Okay, so I wanted to write to you guys about the worst night I had in my 13 years of serving. Here I, for it. I was having a really bad day to begin with, got to work hoping for a smaller section so I could just have a chill night. But of course, I was in one of the biggest sections in the restaurant. Mm. At this point, I probably should have tried to move to a different section, but I didn't want to complain about the more money section. Yeah. I'm going through the night doing all right when they ask me to pick up a 12-top party for a 17-year-old's birthday. Mm. Not an adult in sight. <laughs> so I said, sure. While I'm taking the drink order for this nightmare table, my coworker comes up, comes up and whispers, table 18 is asking for you to bring out their cake. What fucking cake? My hostess never even told me about the cake, and I'm swamped right now. So my coworker says, don't worry, I'll get it. Goes, gets the cake, complete with sparkler candles that take a full five minutes to get lit. So here I am carrying the cake out to my other table, and the birthday girl at my party starts yelling, that's my cake! Oh. Holy shit, it's the wrong cake. Oh, no! Apologize profusely, run back to the cooler and grab the other cake, I, the only other cake I see. Get candles on it, carry it out. It's not their cake either. Uh, I'm having a complete hysterical crying breakdown now. Three cakes in the cooler, in three different places, not one of them is labeled. So who looks like the asshole? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Finally calm myself down. Manager has to find another server to take the party so I can leave uh, because clearly I'm a mess. So I'm bringing their actual cake out to them with tears still coming down. When I turn the corner, the cake almost flies off the cheap grocery store board. That little grocery store cake Ugh. board. In my whole serving life, I've never been so mortified. I continuously apologize to the table, and they seem to understand that it wasn't my fault. I have no shame letting guests see my tears. <laughs> if I'm crying, it's because I care. <laughs> this went on really long. But I dig so much what y'all are doing. Mm -hmm. I keep recommending this podcast to all my coworkers. Keep being awesome. Love always, Ellen. Oh, my God. Ellen. Fuck. Ellen, so this... I all tense because of that story. This letter that she sent absolutely inspired, if it could be worked into a topic, but this extra, like, corkage, planing fee, people bringing outside shit that you're supposed to serve to them. I cannot even... I want to be like, no outside dessert ever anywhere. What the fuck are you doing? Go home and eat your cake, you assholes. Yeah. I can't even with that. And the stress. Yeah, because you're like, I'm now in charge of this like monster cake that could have like tears and dowels in it and like not made appropriately. And I could ruin your birthday. And there's no money for me to be made off of this because you purchased it outside of. Yeah, there should the be a big. I, think, I, I know many places that have like it's like a $50 fee if you bring your own cake in. As it should be. And you should be tipped on it as well. What if it's a weed cake? That too. What if someone brought in a weed cake, they eat that first, yeah. and then you've got a sure. table of 17 people that cannot leave? <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't kick in that quick, and they just like leave before it does, depending on, but I mean, you know, and obviously I can understand allergies and stuff like that, but it, there should be a fee on top of it, They're because like, they're just adding more time to being in your section at the end of the day. Any good restaurant will go out of their way to make it seem very unattractive to bring your own dessert in where it's like great it's going to be a five dollar plating fee per person which you know in that point at that point can really add up to being like 
twice the amount of what it cost to even buy the cake so that you know hopefully the the because here's the thing too they didn't buy anything from you and now how long are they going to linger with cake that wasn't purchased from the restaurant you're not getting tipped this shit makes me you got so crazy clean up after Look, them sometimes if it goes very smoothly and there's no problem everything's fine and you get a slice of cake of that delicious well, cake okay. that's brought in and that's one thing you know but you're right several other things that could go wrong and Ellen I'm very sorry for that Ellen, very traumatic evening like, that you experienced and that is like on like you know whoever okayed this if this was a manager who okayed this reservation and that you have to clear that you're like where's the labeling your teammates yeah. did not have your back whatsoever you guys were serving like, each other's birthday customer, i would label my own cake coming into a situation i probably would like too. too well yeah yeah here's a tip for a customer listening to who doesn't wait tables if you're going to do that make it clear who you are right on the outside of the box do whatever it takes there's a chance you're not the only one with a birthday on a saturday idiot <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why this makes my blood boil, but I just like my, I, I was taken back to situations where I've been slammed, ruined the whole rest of my section. You ruined my birthday. And my then birthday's right, ruined right, now. <laughs> right. You're like, cool. Remember me always this time of year. Think of me fondly. Ellen. Sorry, girl. That hope, sucks. Hope, hope you pulled it back together for your next shift. Can you imagine <laughs> having to like sing to people at the same time? Be like, oh. <laughs> well, Maggie, welcome. Welcome, Amina. Obviously, you've been here for the past several 20 minutes or so. But, uh, you know, I like to start off the segment. Tell us a little bit about your origins waiting tables. Okay. Um, I first worked at a Chinese buffet in my hometown in hometown uh, harlingen texas okay. uh, so i worked at this place it was like not f super far from where i lived my sister worked there first and got me a job um so i worked there over the summer um from i think it was like senior year to going to college mm -hmm. okay it's a magical time yeah <laughs> and uh i think i might have did I go back? No, I don't think I went back. No. Um, I might have gone back. I don't remember. But then uh, when I lived in Austin, I worked at the Black Eyed Pea. Okay. Which is a failing chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, evidenced by the fact that it f literally failed while I was working there. Um, our biggest day was like clearly New Year's because, you know, people come in for the Black Eyed Peas. And um, the last, like, I worked there for maybe, I don't know, eight months or something like mm -hmm. that. And it was kind of a thing where, like, you had to work all holidays or you were fired. Oh, geez. oh boy. I didn't do that shit. Are you kidding no. me? Like, <laughs> no. And, like, the GM called me. She was such a bitch. She was like, well, you already didn't come for Christmas. So, like, if you don't come for New Year's, like, you are for sure fired. And I was like, do what you need to do, bitch. Like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, they... Brought in everybody New Year's Eve, and they were like, uh, "Actually, that was your last shift." To everybody, yeah. So had oh. I come up and like been ready to work on you know the big working day, like I would have been out of job. Jeez. So you preempted it. Yeah, I mean, I stand up for care. yourself, like you usually do, right? Do don't fuck with Maggie. Shit. Like yeah. truly, everyone <laughs> come in, get dressed, shower, like get ready for you know. Yeah, like get your game a rock face and on. night because we all yeah. know we have to prepare, and after prepares to, for, to be in their section, like it's a whole mind fucking wraparound you have to do. How yeah. whatever. They just figured yeah. it was like a meeting for like this is our biggest day of the year, like. 
the, we need this, this, and that. And they're like, actually, we're not doing the biggest day of the year. We're actually not going to be a restaurant anymore. So Wow. And that's when everyone found out. Managers. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they didn't even do a New Year's Eve shift. It was just They like, did after the shift, when everyone was oh, when done. Everyone was done? So that people couldn't just, like, be giving away free right, food and stuff. Right, you know, they, okay. So wait, New Year's Eve, like, ev- everybody's required. Even if you're off on New Year's Eve, you have to, like, come to this meeting? Or just everybody I mean, that was there? Everyone that was working Okay, there. great. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. But still, oh. But, like, everyone has to work because yeah. it's a holiday. Right. So... And then they're like, all right, everybody, circle up. Great service. Great service. I hope you had as much fun as we did because that's a wrap. All right. Grab a bottle of booze on your way out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure some people did. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Guys, we had a great first season of Restaurant and it's come to an end. Uh, We didn't get picked back up, everybody. Restaurant's been canceled. (laughs) We thought it'd be fun to kind of explore uh, the idea of like Southern hospitality and restaurants and what's... uh, Oh, so very different from the whole West Coast, you know, like oysters and clean open lines and blah, blah, blah. All this California bullshit that I feel like we've been talking about are very cosmopolitan areas that we've worked in in Chicago, New York, L.A. And uh, none of us particularly have any waiting experience um, in areas that are, you know, I mean, Texas is obviously Southwest, so you've got your Tex-Mex, you've got your tamales, you've got that with all the other stuff. But um, like to come out of the gates, like what is Southern hospitality, you know? And it's a phrase used in American English to describe the stereotype of residents of the Southern United States as particularly warm, sweet, and welcoming to visitors to their homes or to the South in general. I mean... That's just what it said in Wikipedia. It's a cartoon explanation. Absolutely. Oh, it's so much deeper than that. Are you kidding me? That just uh, that seems more like dirty south to me. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we were comfort food, but it wasn't. Uh, nobody had an accent. Nobody was well. We were as nice as we needed to get a tip. You yes. know, like it wasn't really a. You know. Well, and I think, like, Texas has its own identity that is so hardcore different from, say, like, you know, Charleston, South Carolina. Like, like dining in Tennessee. Dirty South, those six states, like, Uh Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, like, that is a whole different culture than, like, Texas Mm -hmm. and, like, to an extent, Arizona and Oklahoma uh and, like, uh, those kind of states. It's a, we, we're a state that's in the South, but we're not particularly southern yeah um, and i've been told this by people who are from the actual south they're like yeah texas is not the south you know like no. that's not you know y'all ain't part of us and it's like yeah we're not like, and, like, and we're and we're fine with it and we don't want to be so like that's not <laughs> us like we don't have that you know southern tradition like we didn't like we didn't have greens we didn't have you know you know any of those you get it like creole influence like that french influence that african influence like nothing like all melting together like it does more in the dirty south like texas is separate from that yeah it, like texas the culture in texas and the culture in like louisiana is like vastly different oh yeah you know like um we're more well know? yeah and I... especially in austin it's like oh well forget it austin, yeah, oh, yeah we're not sure. you know we are for sure not you know trying to welcome anyone into any kind of a southern but this know? is a good point i think that 
to be discussing this because it is very separate, you know, in kind of just touching in on it, we are separating like Texas from everybody else. But even when we are talking about places like the dirty South, those six States, they're all very separate from each other as well. Like they might kind of all make somewhat the same cuisine, but they do it their way. They do it their way. And they love to fight about bar, you know, like, like barbecue seasoning and what kind of, you know, pulled pork what the flavor should be whether you like vinegar or you like a barbecue dry sauce or dry or yeah well you can, texas is in that fight as well, well texas is in that <laughs> yeah. fight but it's like and correct me if i'm we wrong grill. yeah you, yeah you grill we don't barbecue we grill yeah <laughs> grill, and it's a lot of i just you know i mean even i have been to austin so much ad nauseum but you're thinking of the tex-mex the actual yeah. mexican so much barbecue yeah right and uh I'm also thinking like like it's it's cattle country too. Yeah. So it's like just just killer steaks. Everything's yeah. big. Texas toast, chili. Yeah. Fucking y'all are crazy. That's our, about that's your chili. our state food. Yeah. Chili. Chili. And so, I'm I'm from South Texas, which is like right like you could get to Mexico in like less than a half hour. Oh, like cool. I've gotten yeah. dental work in Mexico. Like it's it's so it's actually, right there. Like I want to do that. Just and my back when I worked at the Chinese buffet, um my my sister worked there with me. We got invited to a baby shower of one of our coworkers, and to this day, she's like the best barbecue that I've ever had was at that baby shower where you know this dude's dad was just in the back. That's just like what he did, grilling, like, drinking a beer, and pouring it over the I barbecue and continuing to drink. She was like, "That is the best part. Like you can get some banging barbecue just out of someone's backyard." Yeah. I think like um, when it comes to the South, the South reminds me so much of like, it's like more European in the sense that people are like, especially like Italy where like everybody eats the same thing, but they have their own spin on it. Right. And like, but everybody who makes it at home and has their spin on it, but everybody goes out. So like when you're in the South, everybody has opinions. You're talking about like the Southeast area, you know, like the dirty South. Like, yeah, but we're talking about like, just like Texas and barbecue and things like that. Yes. Yes. But like, so we're kind of defining and you know, Hey, listen again, not the expert here. You can talk pretty pretty confidently uh you know about your region of the south and then we're just going to kind of pose questions about the other regions you know that we're not from which i think it'd be so fun to have listeners you know hit us back with some info in terms of like what they find to be their experience uh as a server like in georgia uh or what it's like dining and the the differences you know and i've I've had like a you know i've had a little experience like dining in new orleans is its own thing altogether traditional really traditional there's a lot of white tuxes server wears Mm -hmm. like which is crazy for like sure a full tux and like nothing but white and don't get anything on it like and these are a lot of lifers you know like a place like commander's palace right which is like a good example of very very deep rooted rooted like cajun creole cooking at fine dining um it's crazy it must be insane to be a server there i'm guessing you have to know every single table side bullshit thing that i'm like never signing up for as a server like i'm not gonna like take crab meat out of someone's you know or then like toss like a caesar salad from scratch and do the whole it just seems like it would be one of the most high profile very very skilled performative waiting jobs and i'm not i'm not here for it i'm a bitch when it comes to that stuff i'm like what do you want here it is here's your check (laughs) i think so like if you do it for long enough it just becomes second second nature nature. of course the confidence that comes with that sort of 
thing and keeping your cool. But I feel like when we talk about um, like that area of the South too, like Charleston, um, you know, down Savannah. in Savannah and, and in like uh, New Orleans that it's either like the food is such a like um, disparate thing where it's like so relaxed, uh, like you're saying like a backyard or picnic tables. It's like that's some of the best food you can find. And then it kind of skips over the middle and goes to such high class fine dining. I feel like that's like a super Southern thing, but I also think it shows the disparity based class on the system. history, the class system that the South is totally rooted in, you know? Tell me this isn't when we were saying casual fine dining. Um, there was actually a place that just closed, uh, let me describe this. Justin Timberlake opened an upscale barbecue restaurant in Manhattan called Southern Hospitality. He sure is trying. He's, <laughs> he's trying to get a hit restaurant. It's closed. Mm. But again, that funny thing of like upscale barbecue restaurant. It's like, no, th who, those were asked for that. Yeah. That's, no, not a, that. that's not a thing that like we really do. It's like if you want barbecue, you want barbecue. You want barbecue. You want some white bread and you want mm -hmm. you know beans and sides and like whatever it's, it's and in texas we all know that gas station barbecue is where it's at you know like either the backyard or i've had the gas station i've been like this is really fucking good well i will say like <laughs> that's breakfast tacos growing up in station yes. you can get that, yeah, right? that's a texas Ugh. like growing up at omaha we would we'd go to kansas city a lot you know and kansas city like was across the board it's a barbecue town period yeah but that town ranges like there are some nicer places you could go to like the smokehouse and q39 where it's a little bit more of an upscale place where you can get barbecue but you're basically going for steaks at the same time and the two would kind of cross over and then onion ring towers which <laughs> we all can say are pretty incredible yeah. <laughs> a food tower just stack 14 onion rings the size of my fist on top of each other and put it right in front of me and watch everybody ooh and ah as it's placed on the table <laughs> there's a place in San Antonio that it's a nacho tower oh like our south is like it's predominantly Tex-Mex. Like that's what you're going to find mm -hmm. most of mm -hmm. is like Tex-Mex. Um, San Antonio, Chacho's nachos. It's like a literal mountain of nachos. They will sell you an order, a half order or a quarter order of their nachos. And I ordered a half order because I was like, yeah, of course, you know, I'm not a child. I don't need yeah, it. I will eat these nachos. The styrofoam to go thing that they gave it to me in did not close. <laughs> It was not closing. And I ate maybe half of that. And I went and walked around to Target afterward. And I caught myself in a mirror. And I was showing. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, like, also when you think of, like, Texas Southern versus, the, like, I immediately am like, margaritas all day, please. Yeah. Like, great beer, margaritas. Hell yeah. They just do it the best. Yeah. And then you don't really go to the South for that. You're probably getting your hurricanes you know some of those like fruitier drinks i don't really know like i'm really, really based trouble in as a bartender i think you know especially when it's rowdy hurricanes and things like that where you're drinking very strong things or big texas margaritas or mexican margaritas or mexican martinis sorry whichever they all sound where delicious, you're all you said. It's, it's it is grounds for trouble uh for you and 
more so for the person who is serving it to you. Well, I think too, like, and tell me if I'm wrong. This is like being a Midwestern uh, ignorant. Like when I do think of the South and like using the word Southern hospitality in general, I also just think of like the portions are insane. I feel like that's across the board. Yeah. Like the Southern like sweeping, you know, all the way across the country. Cause like, yeah, of course, like the Midwest are a bunch of fat asses and we eat a lot, but in a lot of other areas, it's like, here's your portion. You know, this is a sensible four ounce piece of meat or whatever. And then you go down south and everyone's like, pile it on. Everyone loves eating a big, big, big ass meal. That's and I cool. find myself intimidated all the time. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this is a lot of food. You'll get your money's worth. Yes. There. And no one cares about like, hell. and it's, it's kind of the same mindset that I have of like, if I'm going to go eat out, I'm not eating out to be healthy. Yeah, you know, I can eat a yeah. carrot at home if I wanted to do that. <laughs> if I eat out, like, yeah, you know, cook it in lard, cook it in butter, cook it in like whatever you need to cook it and make it like that's why I'm here. Like, I'm not here to like make it how I'm too ashamed to make it at home. Like, <laughs> right? make it how I have never conceived. I'm like, oh, wow. It's just the whole it's all. In, OK, cool. The whole, it's a vat that's of why boiling it butter. Good. OK. I love it. There's butter all over this. Be- oh, okay. That's how you do it. So I you get like good arm strength as a server is carrying giant piles of food on plates everywhere. I would have to say Southern servers probably have some like major Strong. triceps. Yeah. Oh, I always feel like in general, uh, probably that side of the country or whatever, that servers and the whole sort of attitude is, is a little more, um, bigger personality maybe a little sometimes more familiar with the table it's the whole like hey we're all family sort of thing or whatever and I feel like that would be an expectation as a server I mean I'm speaking asking it to you the listeners like do you feel like there's a little extra is having a bigger personality part of the job description when you wait tables in the south just to kind of feed I mean it depends if you're at a cheesy touristy place called southern hospitality rap justin timberlake <laughs> former manhattan you know if, if that can so be hard. part of the job soho. description it soho 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 yeah Ooh, we, we gonna soho get some soho we gonna get some soho tonight mm-hmm. yum yum yeah and i feel like we're really just in generally like skimming the surface of all of this and like you know there's other opportunities for us to get deeper and more specific about more this. regional and like i feel like this is one of those situations that would be really fun to hear back from some other people as well. Like if they're, yeah, because we know some listeners are in Atlanta and um, where else? Some in some North Carolina, different areas like that. I would really like to hear if uh, your serving job definition is a little different or what you guys do differently or how your diners might differ from like, oh, I don't know, all of our pretentious, like a Manhattan diner, whatever. Not saying one's better than the other by any means. They're just, it's different. Thinking about it, I guess there there are kind of, I mean, not super upscale, but like, you know, even like Threadgills, which is like an institution. Yes. yes. You know, it's been around for a long time. So they kind of see, uh, I went and interviewed at Threadgills and they called me in for a third interview. Wow. At the, and at wow. that point, I was just like, I don't think. <laughs> you know, Pressure's they, on. You know, and he's just, and the guy was like, you know, we're just, you know, we're looking for people who, you know, just really want to help with the business, you know, be part, you know, of the business of Join the, thing the family. And, right. And it's like, you know, people who will 
take a hostessing gig and don't necessarily, you know, take a few shifts doing a hostessing that's going to help out, you know, the business instead of like needing the quick money for, you know, sir. And I was just like, three interviews. Three interviews. Is that like blood and urine sample at that? Truly. Point? But then I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to make money. Like I'm not here yeah. for the business. And like, that's comp- like, that is your choice as right. a server. Like, yeah. I'm but I make money as a server. I don't want I'm it. glad they let you know because that would be a real miscommunication if you're there to make money, which is the point of any job. And they're right. like, we, we just want you to be part of the family. You're basically spirit. going to have to marry another server to get a job here. <laughs> right. We expect you to be pregnant and breed people to work here. It's where you're part of a family. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to John Threadgill the third. <laughs> he shall be courting you. Welcome to the Threadgill family. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I Yeah, I think the whole thing with like a lot of Southern food and vibes is like the whole thing is approachable. That's why it feels like diners it's are fam- more laid It's very back. familiar. The, it's very familiar. I feel like. Charm yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So like welcome. You're part of the, you are part of it. Yes. Yeah. And like, and like, don't get me wrong. Uh, customers, there's always going to be someone who can find some reason to throw a shit fit over anything. You know, they're all out there all the time. Here's a tip. Get your food to go. I like to get my food to go when I go to a restaurant because I don't like to eat in a restaurant. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> Too much cross-pollination of germs. Yeah, you just don't know. I want to go eat it at my table at my house and I, I'll tip you and you can have your tip. You can make all of your money from doing this, you know, but a tip is get your food and get out of here. <laughs> Don't make somebody clean up after you. Like just take your food, take your food and go. Take it home. Especially also if you have kids. We love to say that too. Get that food to go. <laughs> Here's another tip. <laughs> if you have kids, anticipate that in advance. Just bring a little thing to cover the table so that you know it's not going to be a mess because, yeah, somebody is working, but it's still not their responsibility to make sure that you're... I mean, if you know you know your kid and you know your kid's messy. You know your kid's going to throw stuff all over there. So here's a tip. Think about another human being and minimize the hurt in their life. Minimize the work and the hurt that they're going to have to go through. And they will like you better for it. They sure will. And unfortunately, your kid eating at that table is why Maggie doesn't eat in restaurants. (laughs) Because they all have just like disgusting cold and flu and hoof and mouth virus. And they're spreading their gross hands all over a table. You guys, send us some more server submitted stories. Please use the new email address if you'd be so kind. uh, Sideworkpod at gmail.com. And please take a minute to tell someone you think who would enjoy this podcast all about us we know some of you are telling your whole restaurant staff and we think that is so rad but uh yeah word of mouth does so well for us um and also if you could please rate review subscribe all that stuff give us five stars we'd love you for it oh you're the best and you know what we say at uh, the end of every show brooke have a great shift you guys god speeding good, good tips, tips.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.